All right, it's the DT difference. It's 30 years experience in the game. DT systems. E-collars we've been using for a while now, but let's quickly talk about their dummy launchers. They got the Super Pro dummy launcher and the remote dummy launcher. It's a great way for you and your dog to get ready for duck season. Loud bangs. Make sure your dog's cool with gunfire before you use it. But I want you to add it to your repertoire, bag of tricks, and get you and your dog ready for duck season. It's the Super Pro Dummy Launcher by DT. Gunner Kennels, baby. Hashtag man's best kennel. Well, it's also now hashtag man's best food crate. It's freaking raccoon proof. You can't get into this thing. Your dog can't bust into the lid and eat all the food. Trust me, I know Memphis has done it in the past. She looks like a blown up pumpkin. Boom. But not anymore. We've got the Gunner Kennel food crate. It's easy to pack. Easy to store, keeps food dry, which food's an investment, man. That Purina, baby, it ain't cheap anymore. So keep it dry, good, all that stuff. Easy to pack, easy to store. The Gunner Kennel Food Crate. Slide into DMs if you'd like to learn more. Have you wondered if you wanted to force fetch your dog? Maybe you think your dog's too soft. Maybe you're too nervous to screw, quote unquote, screw your dog up. Let me help you. I built a start to finish course with different dogs, different breeds, and different personalities from start to finish to show you how that you and your dog can do it successfully and easy. Jump in. Links in the description. We'd be happy to help you. Let's go. Let's set goals and get you and your dog where you want to be this duck season. What's going on, everybody? We've got another episode of Lone Ducks Gundog Chronicles, baby. We've got our friends Kat and Ethan from Standing Stone Kennels. I'm sitting across the table from Kevin. And guess what? They're here live in person. I can touch them from here. It's, it's so good. We've been swimming. We've been dog training. We've been having a few cocktails. And we've been playing with puppies. So we're going to get into that in the rest of the show. But these guys are Team Yukonuba as well. And so I'm going to let them give a little intro oh. and a little <laughs> put them on the spot. Tell us about Yuk, baby. Well, um, I would say we are coming up on feeding Yukonuba for almost two years. It's been a while. It's been a while. And, um, you know, we've always been big proponents for nutrition. We've always been big proponents for doing the best for our dog, and I feel like with Yukonuba, that's what we're doing. Uh, we see we see a lot of good things, and it's not the you know. There's a lot of generic stuff that comes out there. It's like oh, their their coat's good. Oh, they're whatever. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of good dog food out there, but the big thing for me is we work our dogs hard. You guys work your dogs hard, but we work our dogs hard, and and when I work them hard, hardest is guide season, hunting season. We're out there. I spend three solid weeks hunting straight in South Dakota. And every single year, we fed, we fed pro plan. A lot of guys did that. It's good food. But every single year, I come back from South Dakota, and my dogs look rough. rough. They look rough. Thin, they look they worked, worked hard. Hard. Lean. The first full year, Yukonuba, we go up there. I'm feeding this all through the guide season, and when we come home from that, my dogs look good. Muddy look was actually shape. fat. I mean, she like, was a borderline. Chubby. We don't cut our dogs back during hunting season because they need all that. Yeah, you're pounding but, it to them. But I was like, "Dang, girl, you're thick." Yes, and that would be the first season. <laughs> that would be the first season in almost nine years guiding up there that I could say my dogs came back and they look good. Excellent, I love it. So. These guys are athletes. We've got to feed them like an athlete. You're not giving an NFL player a Burger King Whopper. You're pumping them full of the good stuff, baby. Next up, Dogtra, the e-collar I trust and use. Uh, been with them for a long time. My number one favorite thing about Dogtra is the customer service and the way they take care of the people who support them. So big shout-out to them. As always, we use the 1900S when we're out duck hunting. 1902S, that's what Kevy's got. Love it. Yep. Use it all the time. Yep. And that's the two-dog system. And then I use the Edge RT every day. Three-dog system, 
extremely comprehensive. You can go real high. You can go real low. I can work any type of dog and not, you know, those soft dogs and need a little tickle. I've got it. And the dogs that need a little more, I got that too. So I love the Edge RT. It's a really, really comprehensive device. Also, when you got a little yappa, my man Trapper, the yapper, <laughs> he had the YS600 on him. It's a bark collar. Um, I really like it. It's a, it's a good unit. So if you've got a problem dog that's barking, check out the YS600. And actually, our buddy Adam Campbell on one of our oh, previous yeah. shows was talking about the YS300. So I'm going to have to invest in that. It's a little bit smaller unit, but same amount of uh, punch, if you will, uh, when we're when we need it. So anyways, Dogtra, check them out. Dogtra official on Instagram. Next up, man's best kennel, Gunner Kennels. I feel good riding down the road. I mean, traveling all over the country. We just got back from Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio. Don't tell Andrew Cuomo, our New York governor, I was gone, but I I got tested. Uncle Bob's clean from the COVID. We good. You're all welcome here, sitting around a table, not six feet apart. Um, Anywho, that gunner kennel, when they were riding in it, I felt really good about it. If anything poor were to happen, that dog's going to be safe riding down the road. So I actually got one getting dropped off tomorrow. Very yeah. excited. Yeah. A new kennel? New kennel, baby. Nice. Brand spickety new. Yeah. So if you're interested in learning more about Gunner Kennels, we'd be happy to drop a number for you and get you one sent to your house. So send me a DM. Next up, Traeger. Smoke them if you got them. Been going to town on oh. the smoker this weekend. Oh. oh, yeah. We had that pork butt. It was so good. And we Juicy. got to try the salt potatoes. Salt potatoes. We're not from New York. So right. that was new. They weren't they, on the Traeger, but... No, but it went with the pork butt really well. Ponies. Yeah, Ponies hit those. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we And we introduced... actually did those on the little scout. That's right. Out training. Yep. So I took That the... thing is slick. Ooh, son. Mm-hmm. I loved... I, you know, when I got it, I'm like, man, I, I want to have a hunt test grill. I can take it anywhere. Yeah. At the end of the day, I can fire it up. And I can have a decent meal sitting out airing the dogs. And I've cooked wings on it. I've cooked burgers and dogs on it. Um, I haven't done a steak on it. That's my next. I need a steak. Now I'm hungry. But the little, it's a, actually, that one's a ranger. Oh, okay. I got the ranger. Okay. And then the big one, we did ribs on last week. And we talked about it last week melt in your mouth and then we did the pork butt for you guys yeah and i didn't i've i'm new to it i'm i am a novice and so the trigger is super easy to use it's very comprehensive for me and we did the pork butt and hey i didn't screw it up i guess tasted (laughs) good or we were just super hungry and it tasted good could have been a little of both but anyways last up waypoint outdoor collective these are the guys and gals that keep us connected to you and help us with our analytics and so thank you to them. But they also have a lot of other podcasts and people on social media that you can listen, learn, and have fun tuning into. So check them out, Waypoint Outdoor Collective. Now, Ethan, Kat, why don't, yeah, we, get in, why don't we get in the show? What did you get this weekend? A I got puppy. a new puppy. What? what? <laughs> a little black male puppy from our Sam and Ryder litter. Sam is a hunting retriever champion. Ryder is a hunting retriever champion, master hunter with a CGC, the canine good citizen. He is, I wish you guys got to meet him. He is handsome. He is a really talented, you know, athlete and dog, team player. And I can't say, and, I, and I've seen a lot of his puppies. And a lot of his puppies are are the same. They just love to do the work. So I'm super excited to see what you do with your puppy. So why don't you take a second and tell everybody what they can see. Like, I guess maybe you've already been on our show. So let's take a second and just tell them who you are real quick again. And then what you're going to do with him. Cause it's going to be a little different than your normal. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm uh, Ethan, the guy with the pink gun. I'm Kat, the dog trainer. And we have, our, we have our own little YouTube channel. We put up a ton of training videos, primarily 
uh, primarily pointing-based. Short hairs are a majority of our test subjects or training subjects. And what we're going to be doing with this little guy is a whole series. Some of you guys that uh, are listening right now may even follow us. I see a little of that. But the Sprig series is on there, and we're going to do the second series, and we're going to take it further. We're going to be... Uh, we're going to be taking it all the way from the basics, puppy stuff. That's all exciting. But then we get a little help from Uncle Bob to learn how to do the the first, basically, this will be the first dog that I'll ever teach true advanced stuff. And I want to be able to do what we were playing with tonight, 200, 300, 400-yard blinds. I mean, I want to be able to do that, and I'm going to need help to get there. Absolutely. So this is what I'm really, really excited about. Um their ability to work a dog, read a dog, handle a dog is is awesome. I mean, this is what they do for a living. But it's it's still a little different. It's yeah. a lot different. And we had that awesome discussion last night <laughs> that lasted till 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. We just got in this really fun, not a you versus me thing, but it was like, what's different? How do we mold things to make short hairs handle better how do we make labs a little more like a short hair in certain instances and and just it was a fun discussion and what's going to be neat is taking their skill level as a dog trainer and then applying it to something that's a little new to them and so, then it's going to allow us to learn a lot about handling a retriever especially with that advanced stuff and then taking some of those things that we learn and hopefully being able to apply them productively successfully to some of our short hairs absolutely that to me is what you're going to gain the most from this experience with the little black puppy um i think he's going to give you and we we should talk about this we should talk about the differences between the short hairs and and get into that little bit discussion of what we had last night maybe it doesn't have to go so long (laughs) (laughs) but you know, there are differences. They aren't a lab, and a lab isn't a short hair, and there's pros and cons to both. 100% and, there are. And they're, you're trying to take – I'll break it down. So in general terms, your short hairs are going to be very independent. Yes. They are going to hunt with you but on their own and, and use a lot of natural talent where when you're running a blind, you have to shut that dog's natural talent off and turn on the team player aspect and say yeah this is a team sport but guess who's the coach guess who's the owner of the team and the guy with the whistle me so i have to tell you where to go and i'm going to get you there and we're going to do it confidently and have fun doing it but if you don't there's a correction or a teaching scenario and i'm going to get you there and then it's going to be awesome and so that's where I think the short hairs have a hard time because they're like, don't tell me where to go. I got yeah. a schnoz on me, and yes. I'm going to go find that sucker. And yes. I think that for short hair people, um, the dog's nose is one of the most powerful tools we have out there to find our birds. The nose knows, baby. Yep. Yes, it does. And they want to use that, and they want to use it intelligently. And we trying to tell them how to use it, they resist that a little bit. All right, dive into they resisted a little bit. So we were talking about this today. Didn't know what the term was called, actually. Um, scalloping, yeah. where you say, okay, we worked on these blinds. You need to take a straight line to get there. And they go, I start that straight line, and then I'm like, I'm going to fade into the wind and start that search wants to take over. Yep. And then you say, stop, listen. And I've made mistakes because I don't know everything that you've been showing us. Don't know half of it. And then recall them, start them again. Well, they need more handle to be able to do that stop and cast, which I don't know if our short hairs could do that. Not at the level of training that they have now, for sure. Well, I'm saying not at the level of what I got to handle tonight. I mean, you got Memphis out of that truck, and I'm telling you right now, there, is, there isn't a short hair that – there isn't a short hair. I'm going to say this bold and confident here, all right? There isn't a short hair that can do what I watched that dog do to the level that I got to handle that dog. I mean, Cole, I ain't never done this before at all. And you put her in my hands and you said, this is how you're going to do it. I tried it. She did everything I asked, and it was cool. It was very, 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 very cool. And there isn't a short hair that can do it to that level. 
They have too much independence, and they can do these things. You can teach hand signals. You can teach this, but it's different. And right? it doesn't come to them as naturally, like we were talking about. Yeah, and, and so I think it's really fun. Again, I'm, I'll say it again, so I, I'm sorry, everybody, but I think this experience is going to give you some little tips and tricks. Like we talked about it, hey, you know, on one of the blinds, Memphis was getting hot. She was getting tired, and Ethan isn't me. So when he lines her up, and I'm sitting behind him going, all right, pull her here, 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 good, right there, right? And and then he sends her. His word back and my back are two different backs. Yeah. Definitely don't sound the same. We don't sound the same, and we don't. Our mannerisms are just a hair different. And I think she fed off of that. And so she's like, I know. Uh, was I supposed she to? She just went a little bit slow. And so I go, tell her back. And so she's leaving. She's going. She's moving. He says back, and I tap the, the collar on a really low level. It was like a too low. And then all of a sudden, you saw her go. Yeah, she picked up. And she's like, okay, he knows what he's doing. I'm, I'm doing right. And I need to pick up my pace. And all of a sudden, her enthusiasm picked up. It wasn't a correction where she's being wrong. It's like, get your motor on, girl. And, and that in-route force is something that is cool and different that I've done and do. And that I think now that you've seen where it can be applied in a real blind, that's something when you're doing force to a pile and T-pattern and stuff, you could apply that. little back, neck, back, baby. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's cool. Um, but I think all these little tips and tricks and, and playing with this Labrador puppy that you're getting, it's going to tweak that four-year-old short hair that you've got that's like... Try yeah, some new things with them. Yeah, let's, let's try this drill. Let's pull the puppy out and that bigger dog out, and let's do them. Let, let's see what they do. And, and I'm, I'm excited to see it because another fun thing that we're both doing together is we're going to collaborate more. Our, our goal here with this friendship and, and business thing is to collaborate more. They have a great foundation with people on social media and YouTube, and so do we, and we've got the podcast and all you great listeners. But I want to dabble more in what you do, and you want to dabble a little more in what we do, and we want to help each other get there. And so, and ultimately, be able to help all of y'all that are listening, all of y'all that are watching, well, listening just now, but that watch our stuff and everything else, we want to be able to help all of you get the best out of what we can offer you. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's our whole goal. This is why we have a podcast. This is why you have YouTube is to help other people who are struggling with, you know, A and get them to Z. Because we've been there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have a lot of experience to offer. Want to share that education with people. Well, we've been in your shoes. You know, we've been there where we didn't know what we were doing. And, it's and like, that was actually a great example. So we work with clients all the time, sending dogs home. Yes, 100%. Kat and I talked to this on the, we were walking back up to the house, and it was like, all right, cool. I get it. You know, we, so we work with clients, and, you know, we're trying to share what we've done in three or four months with a dog with them in a short amount of time and get them comfortable handling. And we've done this for so long. We're experienced that it's like, well, this is second nature. This is how it should happen. This is easy. And I know a lot of our clients then go home are like, I was just so excited to see my dog. I was so impressed with what they were doing, but I don't remember half of what they just told me. So I'm on the phone. Hey, how, how did you get that dog to do that again? And then we're going through it again. And you were explaining how to handle the dogs. And it was not overwhelming necessarily, but it was like, whoa, I don't really know half of what you're trying to explain to me. Okay. Yeah, I'm and I'm watching it going, I see she's not quite on the line that but I want to take. what do I do? But when do I stop her? When do I handle her? When do I do this? And then I hear in the back of my, you know, my little ear behind me, Bob's like, all right, whistle. I'm like, weep. So vicariously through you we handled this i mean it was like yeah it was uh it was uh interesting and eye-opening from a standpoint of i don't know how to do this and at the same time to go there it was a perfectly perfectly finished easy handling did everything wanted to do everything and still i'm going whew that's a lot 
It does. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. That's a super cool perspective of like, we're the ones always delivering the information. Yeah. And then to sit on the other end and be like, what did he say? I forget already. Yep. Good yeah. Lord, I don't know. And, and you told me, you, you're running the collar behind me. I didn't even know you were running the collar when you were doing or anything else. So to add that aspect of it to me, you put that in my hand and you say, now you need to know when to push the button and you need to know why. It's, it's a, a lot, lot to, to learn, especially in. in, I mean, what were we out there? 30, 40 minutes, maybe an hour? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So ran a couple dogs, let them run a couple dogs on the blinds. 30 minutes, and I'm sitting there going, and I understand dogs. I know how to read dogs. And I could tell, I started to pick up on it a little bit. It was like, all right, now I know when to do this. Now I know how to do this. But if I'm not a professional dog trainer who has spent over a decade working with dogs, and, and pushing say, the button when the, and the timing and everything. So that dog will come from my side, and it's healing perfect. It's doing things. I'm, I make the timely corrections, the timely handles, and, and that keeps them in check. And I hand them over, and you let that slip just a little bit. Then stuff starts to get sloppy. Oh, yeah. You're like, why aren't they doing it for me? Well, there's little things that sometimes we don't even realize we're doing. I noticed what you did different than I did. You want me to? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. So, like, you're like, here. Yeah. Trying to pull focus. Pull focus, yep. And I, I'll do it a little bit, maybe with younger dogs more than the bigger dogs. But, sure. And I had said it to them, like, when I'm trying to line a dog up, their number one thing they got to remember is sit down. Just sit. And then I'm going to fine-tune them and finesse them and, and tweak them here and there, but it's little minute details and little minute movements from them. So if I'm going, all of a sudden that dog's like, whoo we're about to get a bump bumper or something sweet. <laughs> and that dog would like bump up and they'd be like, Hey, Ethan, let's go do this. Thing. Yeah. And then, and then he's got to get her to sit back down and focus back in and line back up. And so that, yeah, there's, but, but the kicker is when you have your own dog and you do how you do it, he's going to know what that, that means, means, and he's going to feed off of you and read you and you're going to read the dog and you're going to be a team. My dogs don't have, don't, didn't know that. So they fed it like, whoo, let's go. All right, what are we doing? A- instead of sit, focus, line up. All right, here we go. Ready? Good. Back. It was sweet, man. I it, it my highlight of the weekend. You know, I guess would probably say like the puppy's going home, but doing those blinds with you and watching you have fun doing it and watching the dogs do it for you and like that that made my day. Totally Absolutely. made my day. It was really cool too cuz we got to well, Ethan got to handle Sam, which is our puppy's mama, yep. and that was really cool to watch. And she's such a sweet girl. I love her <laughs> happy, happy personality. I'm really looking forward to our puppy having a lot of that as well. I hope so too. Well, and to come off, uh, you know, essentially cold, maternity cold. leave. Yeah, off the bench, yeah. come out, new handler, new person, and you say, "All right, I'd like to think that my finished dogs could do the same." I would just say, "Here." Bob, take old Muddy out, and you're going to handle her steady wing shot and fall in the field. She hadn't seen a bird in three, four months because she's been mom in it. Yeah, I bet they would. I'd like to think they would. I'd like to think so, but until you apply it, it would be be interesting. But she handled really well. She looked good for... She looked good for even not having been on maternity leave. I was very impressed. Thanks. Cool. All right, let's turn this segment into bringing Kevin back into the show. He's over here. He Thanks, might be. Guys, I was kind of falling asleep here. It's okay. Wow. Don't I worry. Hope, I hope our other listeners oh. aren't. No, that's okay. Dang, <laughs> son. <laughs> All no. right. So we shot. Ethan Cat brought a lot of uh, uh, video equipment, and and we're going to do a hard effort at improving Lone Duck's YouTube channel. And Kevin took Friday off. I hope his boss doesn't listen to this show. No, definitely not. <laughs> Ouch. He might. She totally doesn't. <laughs> wow. All right. That was very sexist of me. It's 2020. I should have thought that. My bad. Um, <laughs> anyway. So we anyway. had a real sweet weekend planned for puppies and some training and a lot of just education on, on everybody's end. Sure. Uh, we yes. got to run Covey and Andy and get some, some pointers. Literally. Uh, hey, pun, pun intended, baby. Uh, so which they, was awesome. Yeah, Kat and Ethan helped Kevin run Andy and, and Covey and gave a lot of tips on... Very nice dogs. Confidence Thank boosting and, and, and how Kevin can handle them. Yeah, but honestly, it, as you guys were talking and I wasn't falling asleep, it, it kind of reminded me of that, though, where 
you know, Sam came off of maternity leave and you can't fully expect her to be up to snuff and really like where she was beforehand. And it's kind of what we talked about last week where it was like, you know, preseason, you need to have your dog experience different things and understand this is the game we're playing. Okay, like let, let's start layering it in. You don't just show up day one and expect that you're ready, ready to knock one out of the park. Right, and that was the awesome job, Kev. That is exactly Thanks. where Segway. I wanted to go with this conversation is, you know, God bless him, but Kevin's dogs are 90% house dogs until hunting season. Suburb life. Suburb life. Well, and, I think that's the majority, though. And that's the majority of listeners, and that's the majority of our clients, yeah. is they don't get to get out three sessions a day. That's every a, it's the number one question that we get. How and where do I find birds so I can go train my dog or whatever? In the you know, to, and to think about that from the outside and go, I don't know. Well, but to think... I've got to think about having to find birds. No, they're just in the pen out back, you know, right. always. Yeah. And it's because we're set up for it. We've got the things, you know, it's... Exactly. But we've, we've talked a lot about, like, even just expectation. I was just right? going to say, having a realistic expectation for your dog. Don't set them up for failure. Yeah. And, and I, maybe I ate some humble pie. I don't know, whatever. But it's, it's interesting to go from, from my perspective, where I'm not a professional, and you guys are. And, you know, Ethan mentioned... And Bob, maybe I don't know. Maybe I was asleep. Uh, where it's like the, these these dogs are athletes, and if these athletes, you know, you have people who work out a couple days a week, and they're in shape, cool, whatever. Or you have people who work out three times a day every day. They're just a different level, and your dogs are just at a different level. But that's to be expected. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Absolutely. And then you pull Absolutely. out. So so when we pulled out Andy and Covey and Birdie. They haven't had consistent training. Their yeah. cardio isn't the same. They're, they were good. They weren't ready to hunt tomorrow. No. And so will at, be. at August 1st, we are looking down the pipes at early goose season is September 1st, mid-October, grouse and woodcock and duck and all that stuff <sighs> starts opening up. I know, thinking about it. excited. <laughs> <laughs> My mouth just started to water. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I'm getting pumped for it, man. I'm uh, tired. Uh, I'm tired of the off season. Ready yeah, to go hunt. I'm ready somewhere. to go. Yeah, but these guys, you can't expect them to come out of of come off the leather couch in an air conditioned house and be steady still after nine months. You know, have a duck call be you know blown and a duck or a, a gun get shot. And a duck land twenty yards away in their in the decoy spread, and have birdie sit still. So, one of the things that we harp on is preseason training. And truly, folks, you should have been doing this in June. That's on me. It's okay. Yeah. It, it really is. It's you're real the, life. Though. It's real life, and you're the you're the average guy. You're you're the one who well, let's be you're above average. Thank let's you. Real. <laughs> Thank you're you. above average. Thank you. In some aspects. On the fridge, yeah. <laughs> but but you are. But it is a good example. Throwing some fun bumpers in the backyard, or going out and throwing bumpers from the hip and sitting down, is not real preseason training. We've got to you know birdie set up pu- hunting scenarios. Yeah, exactly. Get them. You back train the like you hunt, so you don't have to train while you hunt. Exactly. Oof. Did we just find the, the podcast title, baby? New bumper t-shirt, sticker, baby. New that t-shirt. Is, there we go. What did you say again? I don't know. We're going to have to listen back. We're going to have to listen back. Train like you hunt so you don't have to train while you hunt. Love it. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that's a, that's a new video that you guys are going to have coming out. Oh, yeah. So we don't want to give away too many uh, secrets to our sauce. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. New video coming out. So you guys are going to hit up the YouTube channel and right. check it out going to be some preseason drills that you can be working things that you should be handling yeah so our youtube channel is lone duck outfitters now apparently there's two i have no idea we're gonna get there that figured we're gonna out. get that figured out yeah we're gonna get that figured out <laughs> i have no idea uncle bob has no idea you all think i know yet. how to do this stuff yet i don't but no. i'm learning and I want to get Kevin's, better. Kevin's the one that yeah doing the technology yeah here. i'll run that kevin's the intelligent one in the family I love technology. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna start boosting our, our YouTube channel. And so we 
we did a bunch of videos that were fun, informative, did a little bit of handling drills. Mm-hmm. Did a Dogs bit. weren't perfect. Mm-hmm. It was good training. That, that's what we want to show. And it's I think on, on your, your channel, that's huge. You're not pulling out the five-year-old Memphis. Demo being, dog that's going right. to make it look perfect and, and easy. And be like, hey, this is how we do T-pattern. And my five-year-old who can do a 293-yard mar- uh, blind with someone she doesn't know, and I go and do T-pattern with her, it's going to look flawless, and it's going to be like, well, okay. But I didn't really learn That's all anything. you do. But what does it look like when the dog hasn't gotten there. Yeah, I tell title. them to go right and they go left. What do exactly. you do? Exactly. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really strive to do that for everyone. And, and if you'd like, give a little plug for your channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Standing Stone Kennels on YouTube. We have uh, videos. We, we, Kat and I rock and roll that. Is, is, we're grinding, okay? Yep. We love doing it. And if you check that out, it's uh, seven videos a week. So one video every day. That's impressive. But it's a lot of good content. It's a lot of dogs doing well, a lot of dogs making mistakes. A lot, even, like, what's super cool is, like, you've got stuff on pigeons, you know? Yeah. How about those short hair folks and pointer folks that, like, they don't know how to get a homing pigeon to home. They don't know how to, how to care for one. And you just did a whole segment on pigeon care. It's like, eh, no brainer. Most people just don't know. Now you got to know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so there's so many more things on their page than just, whoa. Yeah. And, and obedience and stuff. We got so, a few cooking videos on there. I'm not that good at that, but really? definitely you should he's, hit them up. He's no Rachel Ray. No. But, I'm but thinking, I love you anyway, babe. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about taking a slightly different approach to them, you know, more like, uh, well, shoot, we talked about this the other day. What's that lady's name? Somebody, somebody, Julia Child. Ju- yeah, Julia Child. Woo, we're in the kitchen and we're cooking food. And we drink another sip of wine, one for the table, one for me. There you go. Yeah. You kind of sound like uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yes. Yes. So good. So good. So, all right, let's talk about some of your dogs and okay. some of the things that you've done with them that you're excited for. I want to learn more about your dogs, like the crew, the standing. Can we start with Grandpa? Sure. Oh, everybody loves Grandpa. Everybody loves Grandpa. Grandpa Rex, he's 14 and a half years old. He's old. He is living the life of luxury, sleeping on the couch most of the time. We actually took him out uh, hunting last year, though. He was uh, over Thanksgiving weekend up in South Dakota. He did great. He pointed some birds, got some retrieves, did his grandpa thing. Did his grandpa thing? He does. That old boy can't see. He can't hear. He's just kind of with you. How's his nose? It's good. He's still pointed birds. And he can find food like no other. Um, But (laughs) he is probably not going to go to South Dakota this year. I mean, we could definitely tell he's slowing down. And even since Thanksgiving to now... He's, he's slowing down. He's still healthy. Sure. He still gets up and down the stairs. Um, but he's probably going to break down too much if we try and push him another hunting season or well, even just a hunting weekend. You know, that go- boy earned retirement. 100%. So that's all right. Yes. So then we got his little boy who's not so little anymore. He's eight. That's Nix. He's mm-hmm. my first dog that I've done any level of any training with, really. really? Um, yep. So he, I started his puppy stuff, ran him through N.A., First NA dog I'd ever ran. No way. Yep, yep. He got a max score, 112. (laughs) Good for you. That's super cool. And I learned a lot, but I made all the mistakes. Like, if you're going to make mistakes, you're going to make mistakes. And he taught me a lot. Right. And I don't make those same mistakes anymore, but I ran him through utility. He's gone to the Invitational twice. Unfortunately, and this is through NAVDA, the North American Versatile Hunting Dog Association, um, mm-hmm. didn't pass for one reason or another each time. And then he also is a master hunter. So I've done all that with him. Now we've also done a little bit of blood trailing with him. Um, really? And he, How often does that come in handy? Uh, when Ethan shoots deer, pretty handy. Oh, Ooh. easy now. Easy Ooh. now. <laughs> Um, but no, he actually loves it. Like, so we're like, you're, you're a finished dog. Yeah. Right? He's, he's done with the, the things and let's give him something to challenge his mind, teach him That's something so new. so cool. Yeah. And, and he still hunts 
birds and stuff with us 100%, but... We refer to him as the resident bone collector. That old boy will find anything dead. If it is in a square mile of where you're at, it's dead, and he's finding it. It's just he's rolling on it, carrying it around. And that's cool. So that was pretty cool and fun to teach him that stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a cool, um, it's a cool thing to learn a different discipline and take a dog that has the ability to try and teach him something new and... The blood trailing thing was cool. It's it's again different. Yeah, and the the things that I saw with that specifically was when we started teaching him. As long as we could keep his focus to the task, because he's a bird dog, right? So we came in one time. We bump a covey of quail. He was kind of <laughs> his mind's blown. His mind was kind of blown. Now the other side of it is short hairs are fast. A lot of the tracking dogs, like hounds, I used to run coon hounds a little bit. And hounds in general, they move a little slower. They kind of take a different approach to life. You know, they're a hound dog. And not all of them, but a lot of them are just a little slower. Well, I put him on, and he's a athlete, you know. He tries to run his blood tracks too fast. So that was something we definitely had to slow work through. Slow him down, get him to focus on that. But And then we've got a couple other dogs like Vex. He's Vex Ethan, is my boy. Ethan's boy. Everybody knows that. Yep. And then we got the girls, we've got Grit and Quest and Muddy, and then we've got some upcoming dogs that we're really excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legend and Guts, they're going to be a year old. They're brother and sister. Um, they're going to be a year old here next week. And Legy. Yep, and we're doing a lot of videos with him too right now. Yes. And then we've got some other young pups. We've got Thunder and Zephyr, and uh, Jess is working with one of our other pups, Twister, right now. We have a crew. we got a crew. Good for you. Can we dabble in AKC master test for pointers because I don't know a lot about it. Absolutely. So, uh, first of all, you got to run, you got to run. There's a couple different ways you can look at it. If you get a junior title and then a senior title, you kind of save a a pass required to be earn the title. Same with us. Same. Okay. So you need, in order to be a master hunter, you need six passes. If you go straight to masters, you need five passes. If you are a senior hunter title. Same with us. Okay. And so, it's a test. You're competing against a standard. Yeah, that, not that term against other field dogs. trial, right, gets pushed around a ton. People, you say, you hear, like, I took my dog to the field trial. Well, that was more like a chucker challenge down at the shooting club. It's not necessarily a field trial. Right. And the big differences between your trials, though, if you want to consider that chucker challenge trial, you have a winner and you have a runner-up and then you have a third loser. You know, I mean, it's if you ain't first, you're last, baby. That, that is probably pretty true in a majority of trials, unless you got enough dogs, because there's different point sequences in there and stuff. But okay. nobody likes to be second place. No, no, yeah. you ain't first, you're but last. With the, Sucks to suck. with the master hunter, senior hunter, junior hunter, it's a test. Everybody They're competing against the standard. Pass yep. out. So same with us. I said but, win. Everybody can pass. So <laughs> if they meet the standard, they pass, right? Yep. Yep. So. In NAVDA, and we've had enough episodes, I feel like, where we went into NAVDA, and, and I kind of want to touch on it because Kat is a judge. So right, be, but I also have to say, because we're expected to, though I'm a judge, I'm not representing NAVDA as an organization. I am a judge, <laughs> but I'm just That's saying. That's so official. We have to say that. I dig it. All right. I'm an AKC judge. I don't know if they've told me if they care if I say if I represent them or not. That's awesome. Yeah, I bet AKC doesn't give give as much. But in the in the AKC Master Hunter pointing test, they have to stand steady wing shot and fall, which means that they stay there through the flush shot, follow the bird, until you come up and send them, go fetch it. They have to retrieve the hand. They have to honor another dog. Now, honor, backing, these terms get passed around a little right. bit. And backing is kind of like a general term for the dog points another dog, essentially is what's going on. And then honoring, a lot of times, is going to be more similar to the retrieving aspect of that, that they have to sit and watch that other dog, not sit, stand, stay, and watch that other dog go and make the retrieve. And they are honoring the fact that that belongs to them in this situation. Right. And okay. they have to back without being handled into that back. Yep. At the master level, there's very, very minimal to no handling allowed verbally. Um, definitely nothing physically. But uh, on top of that, then you have to do that in every situation that it pops up. So you have a 30-minute run. 
you're in a field with a brace mate. That's another dog that's out there with you. And if you find one bird, you have to handle one bird. If you find ten birds, you have to handle ten birds. And it can be nine perfect in the tenth one, you're out. Yeah. Whatever. I'm with you. So it's, uh, it's definitely challenging. I know the statistics at one point in time were less than 25% of dogs that start, they run, they enter one test, finish as a master hunter. Wow. Yeah, I think we're, we average like 30 to 35% pass rate at a given weekend. So the retriever test is easier. No, 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 no. So uh, now to compare and contrast, NAVDA, NAVDA. Potato, potato. If you're from Kansas. Kansas, Kansas, Kansas. I don't know, a lot of the the NAVDA people say NAVDA. Do they? Yeah. I I like to give it a hard A. NAVDA. NAVDA. Yeah, but that's New York. New York. Yeah, that's New York. All right, so NAVDA. Now, for instance... Here's my understanding. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, let's say in NAVDA, I've got a dog studied wing shot and fall. I shoot that bird, and it flies left to right, and my dog stays standing but kind of just shuffles to mark the bird. They don't leave. They don't move forward. No forward progress. They just kind of move a foot. Like a pivot? Like a pivot and mark that bird until I release them. It's minimal okay. movement, but there's movement to mark. To mark the bird. In AKC, is that allowed, or are they supposed to stay real staunch? It's a subjective situation. Okay? So, if the movement involves forward progress, that's where you're going to get in trouble, unless the forward progress is required in order for the dog to see that bird. And still, it's going to be a, it's a gray area. That's got to be great, because if it falls over a little hill or something, you can't And the do dog it. goes, hop, hop, yeah. Now, the, the, the hard line that's drawn is if there is verbal handling in order, if there's verbal handling involved in the situation, so the dog takes one little hop and I say, whoa, you're no longer judging if that dog was steady or not. You're now judging if I, it will stand, whoa. So we can't tell you, and that at that point, most of the time, is going to be a disqualification. Damn. The dog has now moved too much. Right. If the dog makes a, a good bounce... And they got to move, like, the, let's say this, it's quail. They always fly erratic and stupid. It circles around a gunner. It gets shot over this way, you know, off to my right here, whatever. There's a horse or a, and a gunner and some stuff in the way. The dog makes some forward progress to kind of hop around to see what's going on and then stops themselves. There's, no, there's nothing for me. There's nothing for my handler or whatever. A lot of judges are going to say that was an intelligent move. And that was a, a good move for that dog to make. It stopped itself. The dog's steady. There are going to be some places, and there's a lot of bitter people out there that say, my dog moved a foot. It got kicked out. Well, I'm sure there's a little more going on than that. But sure. um, in most situations, you have forward progress. You're going to get in some trouble. If you have pivots, you know, back feet aren't moving. You're spinning in a circle. You move a little bit left or right. You're, you're going to be okay most situations there. Okay, so from my explanation, when, when a couple buddies who ran it explained it to me, it was like, those four paws better not move. And there are probably a few judges out there that are very black and white. Those four feet better not move. I think so. I think that um, the rules have been updated recently, and you got some old guys, and I, I say old guys and gals that maybe haven't, paid as close of updating the rules where they kind of get stuck in their ways a bit. There is a little of that. But um, the guys that are on top of it, you know, most of them on the horse or on the four-wheeler out there watching you, they want to see your dog succeed. They want to watch them pass. They want to watch them do it right. They are passing until proven otherwise. Yeah. And uh, the those situations – you know, it's a, it's a, each individual situation is played as it is. You've got you to be there to see it. Um, but as far as that four feet can't move kind of thing, no. And it's in the rules now. That's where I started with it. It's in the rules now. The dog is allowed to make movement to mark as long as that movement is not excessive, and that's all in, under discretion of the judge. Gotcha. Was it necessary? Was it not? So let's say you've got a bird gets dropped 20 yards ahead of you. You've got shortish grass. You're in a hay field, something like that that you're hunting. The bird's dropped 20, 30 yards straight out in front. Dog can clearly see everything that's going on, and it goes hop, hop, 
and stops itself. Even that's trouble. The dog didn't need to move. I agree. So dog moved and it's trouble. Now, Navda is a totally different ball game as far as how all that's looked at. Right. So, Ms. Judge. <laughs> so, without actually seeing the scenario, but again. I would have said scenario, but go on. Aerial. Got it. <laughs> uh, without seeing that. If the dog is making, again, intelligent marking, pivoting, and stops themselves without being handled, we're looking at different sequences as well. So there's steady to flush, steady to wing, steady to shot, steady to fall. So It's they, a really cool way to break down that sequence and evaluate what portion of the dog was steady, what portion of it was not. So maybe you have to woe that dog in that first sequence when that bird's taking wing. Well... Your dog wasn't steady. You handled them. So you got a zero in that portion. But then they stopped and they handled everything else. Didn't move. The scoring is one to four. And then... Zero to four. And then that... Yeah, zero to four. And then because the dog broke, you had to stop that. I'm not judging what the dog was going to do. I'm judging what you told it to do. So then we look at the other sequences. Steady to um, wing, shot, fall. And if they don't move through all the rest of that sequences, they could get a four in each of those. So then is it necessarily an exact average? No, but you're looking at it and going, okay, that dog's steadiness sequence on bird one was a three, let's say. Okay, so it got a zero, a four, a four, a four, a four. Adam average. Adam average. And you're you added an three. extra four, but you're close. Thanks. Yep. yep. Not good at math And then, let, And then let's zero, say that. four, four, four. Okay. And it's not an exact mathematical equation. You've got three judges. They're seeing different things. They are going to reach a consensus. And let's say that was bird one, and you had six birds. Now, did your dog get loosey-goosey? Or the did long, they tighten up? Or did they tighten up and go, oh, now I know what my purpose is out here and handle everything else steady? Then you've got fours the rest of the way. You could still potentially get that four in steadiness right. on that. Great explanation. Yeah, yeah, that would. So in our game... If we score a zero, you no. go. Yeah. And that's the big difference between... It's a, it's a huge difference between the games, yep. 100%. So Navda potentially gives you an idea of like a realistic hunting dog where you go, they're not machines. Are the wheels going to fall off? Or are they going to be handleable and can pull it back together? Gotcha. And not just say, we'll pick up your dog, you're done, we don't need to see any more. Let's right. see what go else home. they can do. Let's see what else they can do. Yeah, so that's another thing in ours. If you fail, like let's say we start off with a land series and AKC Master contest. Yep. And and you don't do well. You're done. done. Yep. Yeah. Go with, home. Same with Masters. So For pointing dogs. Navda. They can keep playing, and they can bounce back, and they can end up with an okay score. And it may not be a prize one, but they'll prize two or three or whatever. And it's still, you know, then it gives you an idea of what you can still work on. But they let you play the entire day and right. and get a score. Yes. Instead Absolutely. of just saying, thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for the fee, donation. The donation. Get, <laughs> now, now get the packing, son. Yep. And yeah. I would say that, um, you know, not to be confusing, because we we've been talking right here about how the master test is a pass-fail kind of feel to it you do get scores and there have been dogs that i've had run judging that i they have done nothing wrong and they have failed they pointed out well yes yeah, yep didn't out. get a high enough score right yep so in that situation it's been like uh i'm not going to pick a breed because it doesn't really matter but it's like a dog that doesn't hunt it's walking in front of its handler it's peeing on this peeing on that and we have a, there's a hunting portion of it that we're judging. Is this dog actively searching birds? I don't care if it's 20 yards or it's 200 yards. Is it actively searching birds for the handler? Yes or no. Now, there are different dogs, there are different breeds, there's different styles, and I 100% can look at that and accept that. Navda people are really good at that. Sometimes on the AKC side, I will say there are a few judges that really kind of apply their likes and dislikes to a situation. Like, I wouldn't hunt behind that dog. Well, it's not that necessarily a question of that. Exactly. It's that opinion doesn't matter. Is, is the dog, dog performing? Hunting. Right. Yep. Now I agree. We'd have the same. There are some dogs that walk into the water, and it takes thirty minutes for them to complete a test that everybody else is doing it in eight. Yeah. 
but did they do it? Yes. Now we have a, I would assume you have a style portion. Um, I would have to look at see. It's not necessarily a style, but it would be considered. Uh, maybe. No. I don't know if style is the word. I, I threw that out there, but it's, um, I'll up. think of it. It's, it's on the tip of my tongue, but they would, you'd get marked down for. Like intensity? Intensity isn't the word that they would okay. use on the on the note card, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know the dog has style. It, it, it's doing the job. It's enthusiastic about the work. It's in, trying hard. It's yeah. it's not begrudgingly going. In the verbiage, they talk about a dog should be bold and confident in what they're doing, and it should have an intensity, an intense, excuse me, um, point that is. Unmistakable. Unmistakable. That's what they're looking for. You can tell that dog's on point. Doesn't matter if it's tails up or down or whatever exactly. it is. Some dogs have low tails. Some dogs have high tails. But if a dog is not like it stops, it stands there. You can see it's droopy. Looking you know, around. It's like looking around. It's like, is it on point or is it just stopping? Did it need to pee? I mean, what are we doing here? Right. That's a that's a dog where you're gonna you're looking at the categories. I just pulled this up just to make sure here. we got hunting, bird-finding ability, pointing, trainability, retrieving, and honoring. Those are the six that they're looking at from an AKC Master Hunter. Gotcha. So trainability is going to be handling. You're talking to the dog. Are they listening or are they not listening? Are they coming or are they not coming? What, what's going on here? And trainability is typically what gets dumped if your dog, if you get your scorecard back and your dog broke. That's a trainability thing. Right. Because they should stand because you train taught them, them to you train them. them to do that. They don't, you're going to get somewhere sub five. Scoring is that you have to have a seven average or higher, nothing less than a five. So if you get that five or six, you got to be picking it up someplace else really high. Gotcha. So hunting, that's going to be what we were talking about, that dog's lollygagging. You know, they're walking around peeing on stuff. That dog isn't hunting in a productive enough manner to pass. And I will go... Four, three in your hunting. Everything else looked good. Dog found a bird. Sure. Found one because you walked it to it. Walked it to it. Yep. Dog's uh, pointing looked good. It was intense when it found that bird. But you had to find it for him. But you had to find it for him. Yep. Trainability, it did all of its stuff. It didn't break. It didn't do anything else. Retrieve was good. It it didn't get an honored opportunity or it did get an honoring opportunity, but it didn't. The sucker didn't hunt. Right. So. You gone. So that's one thing, and I don't know if they have similar things with the retriever side of AKC tests, but for a dog that's been on the pointing stuff, if it finds a bird in the field, it points it, handles everything clean, but its brace mate breaks, blows up, doesn't have an opportunity, doesn't find a bird, it still needs sure. to honor, Yep. Do you, and, you get and we call have backs. callbacks. you get callbacks in the retriever stuff at all? Uh, Callback would be a portion of the test that they don't get to complete during the test for one reason or another, and they come back after to no. do something else. So no, they do not. for pointing, okay. they do because, you know, part, a lot of of variables. The, part of this test is dependent on a bracemate having an opportunity to find a bird, point a bird, so that they can come in and back that dog, then honor their retrieve. Well, if that doesn't happen, or they come in and they back that dog, and then that dog blows up, and they don't get to honor through the retrieve, Eight. we still need to see that happen to okay. pass. So we do have that. It's not called a callback. So our okay. callbacks are like first series is over and the lady or man marshal is like callbacks. All right, dog number one passed two, three, seven, eight, nine. That's a callback for us. So okay. I was like, okay, I got you now. Then gotcha. when you explained it. So um, for instance, we have an honor portion. So like what we were doing in our video sure. where Memphis and Cruz and Brew and Hunter were working together sitting there next to each other. They sit that close in the test? No. Okay. That's way harder the closer they are. Right. right? Yep. But they're, mm, I know that the listeners can't do this, but like from me to that kitchen table away, yeah, you know, 10 yards, uh-huh. 15 feet. No, 10 yards is 30 feet. 30 feet. No, that's way too far. 15 feet, okay. give or take, right? They're over there. I'm right here. Judges are in the middle of us. Things Five are- good paces. Yes, sir. So we, three marks go down. The dog has to be sent. The honor dog cannot interrupt the working dog. So me and my honor dog, I can talk to him. That's the only portion of the test when birds are going down that I can talk to my dog. Then your 
dog has to honor and sit still. Working dog leaves, starts to begin the work, the judge will release you. Let's say working dog breaks. I have to sit there with my dog while that dog gets picked up, put back in, you know, leaves. Next dog comes up. Judges call out all that crap again. Guns up. Hey, you over there. Sit down. Get, you know, get ready. Here we go. Dog walks the line. Everything happens again. And I got to sit there for a, a substantial amount of time with my dog who's like. <sighs> ready oh to go. I can't wait. Yeah. Right? So that would be like your portion. They have to complete watching another dog leave and do the work properly and then be released by the judge. So that would be like your your version of your dog didn't get a chance to You need a do-over. And you got to go with another dog or something for that. But, yeah, it sucks. Mm -hmm. sucks. And then what really sucks is when that happens, and then they're like, oh, shoot, we need to rebird. So now four-wheelers get fired up and gators get fired up and everybody's grabbing ducks off of racks right next to you and your dog, and your dog's going... It's interesting that they don't allow you to reset in that situation. Some people will. Some people won't. They'll okay. be like, you can go put your dog on a leash and walk right here. But, but what could happen if you're the wrong kind of guy or gal is you could yoke your dog up on that leash. And people don't. You, you can't do that. Sure. Right? You'll get thrown out. I mean, but you're given a correction during the test. Yeah. But that, no training on the grounds, period. That's okay. right. So it's one of those things where some judges will be like, Sorry about your luck. Yeah. So if you have a dog at this caliber, it should be just, able to handle this. Should be able to handle this. Yeah. So, you and know. That's exactly what you said there is what I say to it's it's a common thing and you probably hear it in your world just the same. People say, "Ah, oh, well, I got screwed cuz the judges didn't give me a fair shake on this that or another thing." There are not very many judges out there that are there to fail your dog. No. They, they saw something they didn't do right. They didn't get up that morning and travel to a hunt test and be like, volunteer their time. Not getting paid to do. Not getting paid to do, volunteering their time. This is what they love to do. And they're like, let's go get them. Let's see how many we can drop and ruin their weekend. It just doesn't happen. So, anyways, guys, do me a solid. Plug what you got. We've been in it in an hour. We've had a heck of an awesome, awesome weekend. And I cannot thank you enough for getting a puppy from me. I cannot wait to watch some YouTube videos of young black male puppy with the red collar. Green. Green collar. Red collar went to sit me and sit guy in Philly. Yeah. My bad. Green collar boy. Red boy's gone. Green boy's going home with us. Yep. So it's going to be fun. I I can't wait. I can't wait to be a part of the process. I can't wait to see where our friendship and everything keeps growing and developing into. So thank you for everything this weekend. It's going to be a fun fun experience moving forward as we collaborate more with with you both so go ahead plug youtube plug instagram plug patreon whatever you got to do and uh thanks for coming to central new york and seeing the new house thank you for for your hospitality it's been great being here you've got a great place we are very thankful as well for the relationship that we're building with you guys too so a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Hey, if you guys are interested, we are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. Standing you Stone us. Kennels. Yep, Standing Stone Kennels. And we do have a little podcast. Yawa. Yawa. You ask, we answer. And we essentially just try and answer dog training questions as much as we can. I was on a Yawa. You, you were on a Yawa. At SHOT Show. SHOT Show, baby. Absolutely. That so, was fun. Um, other than that... If you're interested, check us out, and we appreciate you having us. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Everybody, have a great night. Remember, hit that subscribe button and leave a comment. See it. Hey, do me a solid. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy our Instagram, if we've helped you at all, join patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. If you do it before September of 2023, you're going to enter to win a hunt with me and Kevin and a bunch of other Patreon members down in Missouri. We're going to smack some ducks, have some fun, do a seminar with our dogs, and have a great time. But jump into patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. Links in the description. And join the community that helps me help you help your dog.
Hey listeners, Nick Larson here, host of the Bird Shop Podcast. As fans of this show, you may be interested in the conversations on the Bird Shop Podcast, where we discuss all things upland hunting, from upland birds and their habitat and conservation, to the shotguns, bird dogs, and gear used to pursue them. Whether you're a seasoned upland hunter or just getting started and wanting to learn more, I interview a wide range of guests, each with their own unique perspective and valuable experience to share. If you're on the hunt for more upland hunting conversation, please consider subscribing to the Bird Shop Podcast today. Thank you.